Hi, welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's episode, I sit down with the photo duo known as Little Outdoor Giants. Little Outdoor Giants is a photo team comprised of photographers Jared McCabe and Dom Francis. Dom and Jared are based in Massachusetts and specialize in commercial, editorial, and travel photography. Their clients include New Balance, Miller High Life, The Champagne of Beers, Outside Magazine, and Dunkin' Donuts to name a few. The Little Outdoor Giants' enthusiasm for photography and travel is really contagious, and I think this interview will be really informative for any photographers looking to break into the business. I hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for uh, letting me stop by and do this. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for coming in. Welcome to Holliston. Yeah, definitely, man. I guess just to start off, um, how did you guys kind of originally get into photography and like what are kind of like some of your earliest memories of like stuff you were shooting? I, I think you're going to have to do like a two-hour podcast because there's two of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. two answers for everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We can do two hours. <laughs> Want to kick it off? Oh, me? Uh, Dom here. Yeah. Uh, Dom of Little After Giants. I'm here with Jared. Uh, we're actually a duo, which is rare. We, t- we teamed up a few years ago. Um, but it's funny, I got into photography. Uh, well, I tell people when they ask, how did you become a photographer? I say, honestly, I'm not cut out for anything else. So that was like the easy thing. I don't like having other jobs. I love being on my own. <clears throat> but uh, the best thing is all I wanted to do was travel when I was younger. And uh, I listened to all the grown-ups and my parents, and I went to college. And all I wanted to do was travel so that I go to college, get that piece of paper, then you can travel. And actually, on the day I graduated college, my mom bought me my first camera. It was a little digital point-and-shoot. Um, who made it? It was the Olympus waterproof, like, rugged camera. Oh, wow. And then basically, f- from the day I graduated for the next two years, I just took off on the road and did a lot of road trips went around America a few times, went to Europe, went to Costa Rica, and all I did was shoot. Uh, and that's literally how I started photography. Wow, that's amazing, man. Um, how about you, uh, Jerry? <clears throat> um, I always say that photography found me because I actually went to school for marine biology right out of high school. Okay. Um, I was never, like, I could never draw, so I was always like, I can't do art yeah. or anything, like, related to art. I played some music. Okay. And then I quickly quit marine biology, because that shit is hard. <laughs> and I didn't have anything to do, and I got this job at a photo lab, uh, like a one-hour photo lab in Marlboro. Okay. And, um, and I was just working the counter, doing that thing, like, taking all the soccer mom's pics and developing <laughs> them, and... uh I was there for like a year and then I was like, my, my boss, he, he was, he was a great guy. He was always like pushing me to do new stuff. He, he got me printing and I started printing and then he's like, why don't you take a camera? Yep. And I was like, all right, sure. And I took a camera and I would like take the train into the city on the weekends. Yep. And I would go into the city all day and I would take like three black and white pictures okay. and just walk around and then I'd develop them. And then I got a Holga and I probably shot like 20 rolls of film mm-hmm. and I was working at that job for like two years and I was like all right, I think I'm going to go to photo school now. Yeah. And I went to photo school, and here I am. All right. Did you go to photo school too, Dom? Uh, technically, yes. I went to Mass Art okay. for undergrad, <clears throat> and that was the college. I hadn't really taken any pictures until I graduated. And then after I traveled for two years, I'm like, okay, I like photography. 
how do I make money at this? Yeah. So I actually went back to school to New England School of Photography to learn how a camera works. That's awesome, man. Do you guys feel like photo school was useful, like when you were there, or like how was that experience for you guys? Oh, hundred uh, percent. I mean, I don't. <clears throat> I mean, you can probably do it. I'm sure there's a lot of people that do it um, without school, and some people do school halfway and then quit, and they're like, I'm going to go out in the real world. Like I did. I finished, um, and yeah, it was huge. I mean, just like the connections that you make in school, like the internships I did and the access that I had to stuff, and yeah. just learning from people that know so much more than me. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, how about you, Dom? Uh, yeah, no, I agree, absolutely. I went to school specifically because when I went to MassArt, everything that we learned, there was no skills that we learned. It was all concept, and I talked to people, even in the photo department, it's basically the same thing. So I went to New England School of Photography, to learn how light works and how a camera works. Yeah. And I had a great instructor there, Steve Ostrowski, who basically and literally taught us everything you could possibly know. Um, and it was the greatest foundation. Um, like it basically just jump-started um, in one year. I'm like, okay, I know how all this works. We learned film, we learned digital, you know, we learned Lightroom, printing. Yeah. And then I tell people that's literally, that's only half your education. The other half... Um, comes from assisting if you if you want to be a commercial photographer yeah and uh i was i made sure i was assisting within the first year of school once i learned that you could be an assistant it's, it's like a yeah, mentorship definitely. program um so i i'd say school is half of it and actually assisting is the other half of school yeah definitely um what kind of things were you guys photographing when you first started out like either like in college or even like earlier independently before we were little outdoor giants yeah definitely this like early on what kind of stuff were you kind of i shooting? was I, when i went to school like i was like oh i'm gonna be a travel photographer definitely okay. and okay. then i got super into portraiture and like really into taking portraits portraits <coughs> yeah. environmental portraits um i loved shooting with like my four by five all that stuff um that was mostly what i was into yeah portraiture yeah. people well like you said the travel thing is the first thing because basically i got my camera and I did this awesome epic road trip where I spent three months just traveling around the U.S. only going to national parks and wow. hiking backcountry and camping. Yep. Um, you know, and I got the camera to document it, but I was just taking pictures of my, me and my friends hiking. We saw a lot of animals, bears and rattlesnakes and owls. And so it was like this kind of travel, travel stuff, and that's obviously what I wanted to shoot. Uh, and I got really lucky in that. So that's what I was shooting, this travel stuff. And I took any opportunity I could. I did this weird internship um at a adventure race and i was taking pictures just for free for access uh out in moab utah and one of those images ended up in uh, men's journal magazine wow and i literally i found that magazine when i was at the grand canyon i was like just flipping through it and i saw my picture in the magazine while i was on this like road trip yep i was like oh aha that's it like i could do this yep that's kind of when you started to feel like um, confident you could kind of pursue this as a career. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh, this could work. I could travel, take pictures, and sell them to magazines. Yeah, definitely. And before that moment, I'm like, I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, that's cool, man. Like, who were some of the photographers you kind of like admired growing up, either of you guys? <laughs> Me? <Yeah>. Dominic? <laughs> uh, I didn't admire any photographers growing up. I didn't look <laughs> at photography. I mean, I really just looked at National Geographic like most yeah. kids. And I, I was more interested in the images, mm-hmm. uh, and less so in the the gear and the photographer who took it and and all that stuff. I was just interested in traveling yeah. to these exotic places. Um, so I would always look at 
travel photography for that purpose. And I didn't really get into photography till even after college when I started studying it. Yeah. When, when I was into the, <clears throat> the travel photography stuff, it, it was like, I just, I just saw the pictures. I never associated them with certain photographers. Yeah. It was like mostly like what magazines I liked, but then I started getting into portraiture, man. And, um, that opened up like a whole new world. Yeah. Like Avedon mm-hmm. and, um, uh, Nadav Condor. Yep. Um, just like Chris Buck. Oh, um, yeah. People who do a lot of good, really good editorial portraiture, um, I really like because it's just super creative, you yeah. know, like, and, and what you can do with celebrities, like celebrity portraiture. I always really loved that. Um, yeah. And that was who I ended up interning with, like, some celebrity portrait photographers. Um, and it was just like, man, it's, it's so fun what you can do with portraiture, you know? Yeah, so definitely. I, that. Um, I think it's interesting how you said, Dom, like, you kind of didn't, like, research uh, not research but weren't like admiring a lot of photographers growing up um something i've been thinking about a lot lately is like i feel like i almost consume too much photography which can be like you start to like look at other people's work and kind of compare yourself like it, I, I, lately i've been almost trying to like not foc- look at as much and just try to focus on my own work um do you feel like sometimes it's it can be like a negative thing looking at too much of other people's work or anything like that if that makes sense um you know that makes sense for sure i would say uh well the most important thing is to just make work to take pictures exactly um and that can be in whatever you're interested in and of course like part of that process is looking at other photographers seeing what's been done seeing what's possible um but for me in every art aspect i do uh i do it for the self-discovery of it like even if I know there's a hundred photographers who've taken a picture of the same yeah. location or person, uh, I want to see it myself yeah. and I want to experience it and I want to shoot it. However would come to mind. I try, you know, I think I used to like when I was in college, look at more photographers mm-hmm. to get either inspiration or ideas. And now it's, I, we try to approach subjects kind of with fresh eyes and, and, and do it how we want to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important cause like you got to have your own take on it and like kind of, kind of helps like progress your own work if you just kind of have your own perspective on it um, yeah it's definitely something i've kind of thought about a lot lately um so i guess like once you guys got out of photo school were you guys doing a lot of photo assisting i know you said you were dom were you doing that too jared oh my god yeah i don't even think i took a picture for like the first two years out of school man i was just <laughs> like i'm gonna assist this yeah. is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna learn from these guys like yeah. i don't really know how to take pictures yet I yeah mean, I shot some good stuff when I was in school that like I still really like, but <clears throat> I, I barely took any pictures for the first couple of years out of school and just focused on like learning what the people I was coming up with and helping out were teaching me, which yeah. uh, was everything, you know, and is so valuable. Yeah. Um, what, so yeah. What do you think are like some of the most important things you learned from that experience? Man, I don't know. I mean, like everything from like how you light something and what kind of gear you need to bring. Yeah. Um, problem solving on set is like huge. Like yep. so much of what we do as photographers is just solving problems, got right? It. Like you got to go take a picture of someone and there's like no light there. How do yeah. you make that interesting? Mm-hmm. You know, you need to make something compelling or you need to go um, photograph someone at the top of a mountain. Like yep. how, what are you going to do up there? It's like, yeah, I don't know. Just thinking about all that stuff and then like, dealing with clients and how to like, you know, do your taxes. Like, yeah. yeah it's, important. Kind of it's important stuff. <laughs> um, 
how about how about you, Dom? Like, what was kind of things you kind of learned from assisting? Kind of similar. Oh, assisting, like I said, is really the second half of going to school. So I assisted for years after, um, and it was great because you're getting paid to learn. Yeah. And it's not like specifically anybody sits you down and is like, okay, here's what you need to know about assisting. It's more like the more you do it, you get into it, you work with different photographers, and you learn uh, little lessons from each of them, and you they're not necessarily trying to teach you by any means like like i said they're not sitting you down and telling you what to do but if yeah you see the same things over and over with different photographers you're like okay well obviously this works um so i would say it was really just the fundamentals of uh, that's like the real world education uh and it's simple stuff but it's funny some people don't follow it like a being nice to everybody on set in the including the crew and yeah you know the assistants not just your assistants um goes a long way uh, showing up, it's better to be two hours early than one minute late. Definitely. That is such a <clears throat> like you don't want to stress being late on any set, especially your own. Yeah. Um, so it's little things like that that you see over and over, as well as like Jared said, watching uh, f- you know bigger photographers with a lot of money on the line dealing with clients. Yeah. Um, even learning how to say no to a client uh, to an idea that you you want to help with, and and show them how basically educating them on set of what is the most important thing to do, but also not being rude about it, stepping yeah. on toes or saying specifically no. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so many things that are invaluable that, that you can only learn while on set watching another photographer. And I learned how to be like confident too with what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I was, I had like zero confidence in what I was, whatever I was taking pictures of, yeah. you know, when I started out, um, it was always just kind of like a, I hope this works. I think yeah. this is going to work. I think I'm going to like this. I like this now, but is it going to hold up? Yeah. But like the confidence that someone who's been shooting for like 20 or 30 years has mm-hmm. and like all that, that stuff that they bring, I, I don't know, just, I kind of soaked that all in, Definitely. You know, which is really nice. It, all, it takes time. Would you say we have too much confidence on set now? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Ne- never, never, never too much confidence. Only sometimes. <laughs> Um, so I guess like at the point, was there like a certain point where you're like, you know what, I'm going to break off and I'm going to start shooting my own work from like leaving assisting or is there, or is it kind of like a gradual thing for you guys? So for me, uh, before we teamed up, um, yeah, I was like, I had a goal of like, I wanted to be shooting within five years. Okay. Um, and it was like, I don't know. I mean, it might've been like four years. I sent out this like super tiny little, like four by four square trifold that I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a photographer now. I'm going to like send some promos. Right. Cause that's what you got to yep. do. You got to start, you got to tell people that you're a photographer. Yeah, right? I'm here. <laughs> um, and like, I remember I like made like, I used a typewriter to like make these special bands yep. and I did this whole thing and it took me like, you know, forever and then a magazine called me okay and they gave me an assignment and i was like this is amazing <laughs> this works you know and then i started taking pictures and um there wasn't like a clean break for me at that point yeah um i was doing both for a while mm-hmm. um and that was fine and then um i eventually did make a clean break where i was like i remember i was i was doing more digital teching and i was like I was staying at a, uh, an Airbnb in New York with this photographer yep. and I had no more jobs booked with him. He didn't have me on hold for anything. And I like had dinner with him and I was like, Hey, I was like, you know what? I think I'm done. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. <laughs> I love working for you, but this is it. Today's the day. It's the last job. Yeah. And it worked. Sounds like the scene from the office space. 
I'm not quitting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not coming back on my <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. That's awesome, man. <laughs> um, uh, how about you, Dom? Was it kind of a gradual thing for you? or? Oh, I wish it was gradual. No, I just stopped getting calls one day. So <laughs> it was pretty straightforward. You're done assisting. Yeah. Um, no, in a good way. It's like when you're assisting, you're like, oh, I can't wait to be shooting. But uh, Jared and I, the reason we teamed up uh, for sure is we are both we just love what we do yep. and we're always shooting new work. Like when we're not busy, we're shooting new work. When we're busy, we're shooting new work or yeah. making new projects. Yep. So it was never really an issue. Like I'd be assisting one day and then shooting a personal project the next day yep. and then shooting something small on my own the next day and then working with Jared on something before we kind of really formed a lot of giants. Yeah. So I was always busy and I just kind of melded assisting and digital teching into, into it. Yeah. And then just slowly, yeah, one day you just are like, oh, I'm not getting calls anymore. Yeah. I guess I'm a photographer. There you go. I really miss assisting, man. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, it's the best. And, like, I love the physicality of it. Like, you know, moving sandbags and, like, <laughs> throwing gear around and, yeah. and, like, rigging shit. Like, yeah. I really miss uh, all that. Actually, I feel like our assistants sometimes get annoyed because I, like, want to do all that stuff and help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the things um, I kind of miss about it is this, like, the team at environment of it, whereas, like, uh, once you go out on your own, you're kind of this, the reason, a big reason I started this podcast is just to, like, reach out to other photographers, because when you start a photography business, you're, it's really just you. So it's like you're that's not, why we have each I know, other. I know, I know, man. That you guys, you guys, why we teamed up, and it is not <laughs> lost on us. Every time yeah. we travel or do a job, I'm still so grateful. I'm like... Because, well, before we teamed up, you know, I was shooting weddings. Yep. Uh, that's what paid my bills. That's yeah. what bought me all my gear. I was shooting family portraits. I was shooting a lot of music. Yep. Um, and that was the thing. Like, you're on your own in your studio or in basically your living room on your laptop. Yep. And you're just editing stuff. And it gets old. If you do that five days a week every, yep. you know, you kind of get stagnant. But working with someone is great. Being able to travel with someone. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and kind of like, like you said, when you're on set... And dealing with clients and agency, it's always a team effort anyway. Yeah. Um, once you get into it, definitely. And, and when we when we go to like you know Chicago or Los Angeles to like show our book and do mm -hmm. meetings, it's like I can't imagine just like sitting there alone eating dinner. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> You're like, oh, gotta go to more meetings tomorrow. Like we like go have adventures. Yeah, man, know? it's so fun. It's yeah. smart. Like that's one thing I wanted to ask you. Like, how did the partnership come about when you guys um, started your kind of group? photography the little outdoor giants was it like did you guys kind of sit down and kind of decide this is what our aesthetic's gonna be and like this is how we're gonna kind of go after work or how did it kind of form you on that one yeah so <clears throat> i mean uh dom was shooting his stuff right which you, you didn't really have assistance for like your music stuff and all that no i was just doing all and i was there. shooting editorial portraiture mostly so okay. i would just hire dom when, yep. whenever he was around yeah not shooting his music stuff and so like we were working together all the time already, and mm -hmm. we were actually roommates for like yeah. a couple of years too. Yep. And um, I bought this old truck, um, which some people might have seen who are listening to this. Her name's Clementine. I know. I've seen yeah. her. I've seen, I've seen her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she looks she's, nice. She's a '71 uh, orange pickup, and um, I bought it out in Montana. And I flew there from Oregon. And yep. Dom, when I was looking for the truck, Dom was like, "Okay, if you buy that, if you if you like find a truck, let me know. I'll come. We'll drive it." We'll drive it back together. Like, I'll come with you. Wow. It's like, sweet. So he flew out to Montana from Boston, and we did this road trip, and it was just, I mean, it was epic. Like, we 
we only took back roads. We made this rule of no chain restaurants, so we ate at all these like rad mom and pop places, yeah. barbecue, like everything. Nice. Yeah. And then we just met all these amazing people. Like we went to all these amazing places, and we just took pictures the whole time. We we're camping out. Yeah. And then yeah. on that, I I had kind of like thought about the idea of us shooting together before because there's like there's all these great duos at now. Like it's it's kind of like a thing. Yeah, definitely. There's more than there were when I was in college. Um, it seems anyway that I know of. Yeah. And um. On that trip, we just put all the work together after the trip, and we were like, this is awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. imagine if we got paid to do work like this. Yeah. And we came up with the name on that trip, and we started, like, building the website when we got home and, like, putting a portfolio together. Okay. And then here we are. That's cool, man. (laughs) Um, How did the name come about? Did that take a long time to come up with the name? No, the name, actually, you came up with the name first, and you... It was very organic. We were sitting for two weeks in Clementine, driving home, yep. and you came up with the name a little after a Giants. I'm like, that would be a great company name for something. Yep. <laughs> and then, like Jared said, we, you know how all photographers are only friends with photographers. Like, yeah. That was the thing. We were always friends. We'd travel together. We'd shoot together. Yeah. You know, we'd take pictures on our trips. Separate hammocks, though. We always sleep okay, in separate okay. hammocks. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. for everybody. <laughs> Um, but we'd, we'd travel together and I'd like see a picture that was really awesome that he took in the same place. And we'd like put these, well, basically we put like our, the Clementine trip together and like, oh, I like these six pictures. Let's put that with this. Yeah. Um, so it was really organic. The name Jared came up with <laughs> for a separate thing. I don't know what. And then we're like, Hey, that, that should actually be our team up name. <laughs> yeah. And then we started coming up with all these other ideas like, oh, it, you know, log, it, it's log. Little after giants. Like, we like logs. We okay. like nature. And then we're like, oh, what if we had like a log book? <laughs> oh, yes. The log blog. The log blog. Well, actually, the other thing <laughs> is <laughs> Little Outer Giants was available on GoDaddy. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's okay. pretty much why. You need that domain. You need that domain. Yeah, one thing I, I kind of wanted to ask you about, because I, I mean, how does how does like having a photo like team, like when you're on a shoot, like are you guys just both shooting at the same time or like how does that kind of work? We get this question constantly. Yeah, yeah. I'm always like, I don't know. <laughs> Every shoot's a little different. Okay. Um, I mean, when it's when it's a job, right? Yeah. Every shoot's a little different, and we we just sort of structure the way we're gonna approach yeah. it um, yeah. according to the job because we are not we're not like one person's the shooter, one person's the retoucher. Okay. We're not like one person does photo, one person does video. Yeah. Like we both do everything. If Dom's sick, yep, I can do I everything sick, that though. he does, but he never gets sick. <laughs> And if I was sick, same thing. Right? Okay. Like, so um, we just kind of, we, when we were presented with a, a job, it's just like, all right, how are we going to approach this? What's the best way to manage our time and, yep. and, and, and the make sure we get everything and more that the client needs? Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, it's interesting. We're interchangeable, but also we can do double duty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It's a different dynamic for sure. And I think I think it helps a lot because there's, there's like, an insatiable need for content these days. Oh you know yeah, what I mean more, so, more, more, more. Yeah, as much as you can get. People love having two. And like, oh, two you of can us. do video too. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just add that on. So when you guys started, like um, before you teamed up, did you guys kind of have a similar aesthetic, or did that kind of change once you partnered up? Oh, that's a funny question. I don't know how to answer that one. I think we had a similar thing. Yeah. I think that that was it. Like I, we'd shoot in the same place together, <clears throat> and. I'd see a picture I liked of his, and yeah. that worked well with some of my pictures. And we really, like I said, it was organic. We would just, you know, 
we, we love photography, so we'd spend a lot of time in Lightroom, and then we'd yeah. print out our images and like sequence them mm-hmm. for these kind of special projects before we really teamed up. And it was like, it was just organic, I think. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's it's a hard question to answer. Yeah, uh, we both have we have similar styles in some ways, and then yep. sometimes like Dom can take a picture that I would just never see. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and I'm sure it goes vice versa. And yep. and just like meshing that all together it just it's always seemed to work well you know okay and is that like something you think like is um your like style the way you shoot something like you're conscious of like is it like i need to shoot with natural light or i need to shoot with strobe to like make my body of work cohesive is that something you're like even thinking about like or is it kind of this every shoot's different this kind of works to work you might have two separate answers on this which is also (laughs) kind of funny uh like i said I am the total opposite of a gearhead. Yeah. I just love images. Yeah. Like, it's called photography, but I don't care if it was shot on an Instax or a Polaroid or yeah. digital or film. I just, I'm just more interested in the image and telling a story. Yep. Um, so, on our personal work as well as actually on on set, I just like to come up with these scenarios in my head that are stories that I want to see happen. Um, and we just kind of create them. I yeah. think that's that's how I approach it. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, we shoot a lot of natural light stuff. Yep. Um, we shoot indoors mm-hmm. um, with strobe. Yeah, we do both. Okay. Um, there's, we're not really limited to either one. And for for me anyway, like I don't I don't I don't want to put that limitation on us. You yeah. Know, I want to be able to explore mm-hmm. making pictures in any way. Yeah. that seems appropriate for what we're shooting. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, um, makes I don't want to say like, no, I, I or we only make pictures like with natural light at sunset. Like, yeah. I don't want to kind of peg something. us like that. Yeah, you know? definitely. I want to just, yeah, like it's always changing. Yeah. Um, telling everything's story. different. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess one thing like, how do you balance like kind of your like artistic vision while still kind of balancing like running a commercial business? Like, do you feel like you need to like create work that's going to like um, appeal to like commercial clients or is it this kind of you kind of shoot what you enjoy? Uh, it's, it's a mix. I would say um, we definitely, um, you know, make new work with stuff in mind. Yep. Um, we, we, you have to do that as yep. a commercial photographer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but we also just go and make work that is because we want to make it and, mm-hmm for no other reason yep. um, then we just think it's cool and fun yep. and we like taking pictures and seeing where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think actually that's important on set too. Um, you know, there's some photographers who will say like, uh, I'm like an artist, I need to do this. But uh, as a commercial photographer, it's your job to get the pictures that your client needs. Yeah. And you just, you need to, you need to do that first and foremost, even if it's the safe picture and you know, you, you have to get that first, but then once you get that, there's room to play uh, on a lot of sets, and I yeah. think that's also an important thing where the client can see that you can answer what they need, and then you can see beyond that and anticipate where they should be going and be able to show that to them. I think that's also important. So it's it's you you get both. Um, like I said, we are we are definitely photographers, uh, commercial photographers. If we were just a photographer doing this as a hobby, it'd be different. Yeah. Um, but you do have to. 
take De- in mind for the client. Definitely. And like um, like you said, you guys kind of talked about how you're always just shooting personal projects. Yeah. Um, like when you aren't doing jobs. Um, like how important is that to you guys? And is it like something you're constantly like setting time aside for? Or how does that kind of work for you guys? Oh, 100%. I mean, like we're always like right now actually this uh, should i tell them about the the little outdoor studio yeah tell them about everything <laughs> all yeah, right we're so. getting we're getting the inside <laughs> scoop right here inside scoop yeah so um so the truck right like i got yeah. this old truck and i haven't really been driving it was my daily driver for a little while and we were kind of like what can we do with this like how can we do something interesting with it and we we're in the process of making like a little studio in the back that's okay. like um all like basically like a three walled with a floor studio that we can shoot in um, and shoot portraits in and take it out. And um, so it's going to be like seamless or no, it's wood. It's like all this wood. We did one side white, one side like dark stain. Damn. So we can do it either way. And um, yeah, it was just like, that's like, nobody's paying us to do that yeah. nobody wants that yeah uh, but it's just something that we want to do well nobody's asking for it yeah but they want it <laughs> yeah 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 that's right yeah <laughs> that's the attitude yeah. Dom. i like no, it exactly exactly <laughs> that's correct and um yeah like doing personal projects and stuff is is 100 percent uh super important to us yeah. um to to make new stuff that we want to make that has no art directors telling us what to do yeah um, not that art directors tell us what to do like, yeah it's a collaboration always which is great but um, yeah, it's really important to us to put time aside to make new work all the time. That's cool. That's uh, really awesome. And then um, I guess for you guys, like, what are you doing for you to have like a successful shoot? Um, what is it that you need to happen? Is it like preparation, time, um, just the crew? What is it for you to walk away and be like, you know what, I nailed that one? What is it that you guys are looking to do to like make that happen? Swimming. Yeah, we need a <laughs> swimming pool. Okay. <laughs> Actually, this it's funny I mentioned that because when Jared and I, before we even teamed up, uh, when I would assist with him and he'd assist with me, we made it a point to swim on every shoot no matter what. Like, even if it was in the winter, we'd jump in the water. Okay. So we were driving around all New England doing, like, travel stories for, like, Yankee and Boston Magazine. Yeah. And we'd always swim. Uh, and that's a joke answer, but it's not really. Yeah. Uh, we've come full circle I would say easily the most important thing is preparation, uh, and that we take... Love a good scout. Okay. Our tech scouts we take very seriously, and that's, A, something we learned from assisting some bigger photographers. Um, You know, some people breeze through the tech scout, but we like to know as much as we can. We'll look at stuff on Google Earth before the shoot if we can. Yeah. Know where the sun is for every shot, and we try to basically get every angle for every shot figured out ahead of time, what gear we're going to use, all that. Yeah. And then it all changes. Well, yeah. of course, it always changes. Yeah. But as far as preparation goes, I would say it's the preparation of you, what you need to do, and knowing the expectations, and then having a really good producer okay. who basically takes all the preparation and all the edge off, and you know someone else yep. has got your back. Just team in general, like a good yep. team, yep. good assistance, good yep. producer. I mean, it's like everything. Like mm-hmm. we are not, we don't, we don't do everything. Yeah, you know I mean, like we can't make some of the stuff that we've made without like great ridiculous team. amount of people. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, like it is not like our set. It is like everybody's set. You know what I mean? It's like, it takes a village sometimes, man. And having good people that you trust and that do their jobs super well and are like excited about the work. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I know you guys still shoot, um, editorial work. Um, 
how does that differ from commercial? Like, is your mindset different going into editorial shoot versus like an ad campaign? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I say that, um, you know, here's a kind of a good story that has to do with when the day we got this studio was the same day actually that we signed with our rep. Mm-hmm. And later that very day, we got like the biggest uh, bid estimate that yeah we got a call from this woman in los angeles we just did a bunch of meetings and she had this like massive thing and we were just like uh what do we do now thank (laughs) god we just like 10 minutes ago signed with an agent yeah so it was kind of a a little bit of a freak out moment jerry and i were talking before we talked to our rep who is michelle at st lucie um and we had this conversation like so we're talking we're talking about the treatment what the client needs and then we know there's a lot of money involved but we didn't really know how much uh, you know we had no idea where and where yeah. even it bid that and luckily yep. our rep did um but basically in you you can't predict it until you're in that situation but we were thinking about it and it's like oh i don't want to have money a consideration when i'm trying to make the best work possible yeah and so we 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 made a rule and we still stick by it we don't know how much money we make on any job ever until the job's done. I stole that from Frank Ockenfels, actually. Wow. I, I read somewhere that he did that, and he just wanted to approach every shoot with the same amount of enthusiasm, regardless of how much he was making. Wow. So yeah. um, we apply that to our business because we want to approach every single shoot that we do with the same amount of enthusiasm and not have like some sort of number behind yeah. it that makes us feel a certain way. Yeah, right. And wow. we've stuck to that, and it's been it's been one of the best decisions ever because, like you said, we approach we have an editorial job tomorrow that we're going on, um, and we're going to shoot it the same way I'd shoot my personal work, the same way I'd shoot client work. We're just going to do the best job ever. We're bringing all our cameras, yeah, bringing our drone. We're going to get there early. Yep. we're going to stay there late. Like, yep, just just do the best job you can, really. That's interesting. Like, how was the process like? Was finding a rep something you guys were actively looking for? And how long did it take you to like find someone that you trust? Because I mean, you have to have a level of trust with someone when you're not knowing how much you're going to get paid that they <laughs> they know what they're doing. Like, how did that kind of come about? Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of people um, ask us about that when we tell them that situation because yeah, it's a huge huge level of trust. But uh, we were yes and no looking for a rep. We were more importantly at the time. Uh, looking to do meetings with like creatives. So we were doing this sort of pay to play meetings that they have in like New York, Los Angeles. Um, And with those, there comes like you can meet agency people, editorial people and agents. Yeah. Um, So the first setup that we did in New York, what was called PhotoWorks. Yeah. Yeah, When we did PhotoWorks in New York, there was a bunch of agents that we met and we had a couple people reach out to us um, and express interest and for whatever reason, the first couple of people weren't the right fit. Yeah. Michelle reached out to us. Um, we went down to New York. We met with her. She was everything we hoped and more and has still like proven to, to do that. I can't, you know, talking about a team, like yeah. having an agent yeah. uh, like has been invaluable to us. It's like the best thing that could have ever happened to our business. Yeah. Um, it's like a third. She's basically the third little yeah. Apple giant. You Definitely. Know I mean? Um and it's it's yeah it's been really great. So she she found us. Yeah, um, and I was on the interwebs somehow. <laughs> yeah, I, just backing up a little bit. We we did a lot of meetings in New York, and like Jared said, a lot of them were agents. And we we had one and a half, I would say, offers before we even heard of Michelle. 
which was also, you know, it's obviously flattering. We wanted a rep. We knew it would help our business. Yeah. But it was really hard. We we talked to this one rep who, you know, we went back and forth, and we we knew she just wasn't right for us yeah. because she was a lot more business oriented and less personable. Yep. And. We kind of struggled with that for a little bit, and we ultimately said no before we had any offer. And it was like, oh, man, did we just shoot ourselves in the foot? Did we just, like, waste an opportunity? Yeah, that was a hard decision. Yeah, it was a hard decision, yeah. but we begrudgingly <laughs> kind of made it like, this isn't right for us. And we've heard plenty of horror stories uh, of people with reps. Yeah. Um, and then Michelle reached out. Like Jared said, we met her in New York. And I, the one question I, I – you know, people can – just talk and say what they want. Um, she said she wanted, you know, to be involved and hands-on. I told her, I only want a rep who I'm going to invite to my wedding. Yeah. You know, I want, we smart. want a rep who we can talk to, who's a friend. Like, of course, business is important. Yep. That's really the main reason of, of the job. But also, like, Jared and I, were the reason we teamed up, we're very personable. We like to have fun. We like to build stuff. Yeah. We, we like to get into things. Um, and I, we couldn't be more happy with our rep. Um, like I said, we've heard the opposite stories, but with our rep, like she helps us edit. She helps us do everything. I call her, I mean, I called her last night at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. She'll pick up the phone whenever we'll chat. We stay with her when we go to New York. Um, she's like a really good friend who's really good at her she side of the business. She got us a donut truck on our last job too. <laughs> That's right. She got a donut truck delivered. And, <laughs> I was going to say this, this does go to the important, the small things are important. I told her that I need to swim on every job <laughs> and I wasn't joking. And she has moved our entire crew from a hotel where the pool was broken so that I could swim. And she also has given me swim time at lunch and rented a pool so I could swim at lunch. Everybody's got needs, man. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I I'm get not it. really a diva, but I got to swim every day. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, but yeah, that's, it, that's what a good rep does. It is important because, like you say, they are representing you. They are like, you want someone that aligns with your personality because at the end of the day, they're representing you, like your business and like what you're about. So that definitely is important for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess like starting out, like what are kind of some of the things you were kind of doing to like market yourself to clients starting out? And like, were there any, like looking back on it now, mistakes that you made? That you made? <laughs> are you going to talk about the hammer? Oh no, we don't have to talk about the hammer. <laughs> we did send a hammer to someone once with the head was like wrapped in leather and there was like a weird note. It was really well packaged. It was ahead of its time. Yeah, it was great. The, a little scary. A little not, scary. It, was, it wasn't on brand is what we were told. But you know, it's funny. We're still doing the same stuff and it's still it still works yeah yeah um wait what was the question <laughs> just like marketing yeah just like when you started out what were you doing to like find clients and there were was there like any mistakes that you made looking back now like that you would never do again i guess or something um, like that so Great yeah question. sending a hammer to someone is a little <laughs> i would do that today no to I self would do that again <laughs> but like when we when we jumped in with a lot of giants we, we put the work together like we got yeah. it to a place that we felt good about and we were like okay i mean the way you get work is like you shoot new work and you have to show it to people. Yeah. It's like that's really it. that simple. That's all you do. We shoot would say that work, to each other in the share studio. New work. That was like our mantra for a couple of years, just like shoot new work and share it, right? Yeah. Um, so we were doing uh, the photo works things like right off the bat. We went to New York the first time with a new portfolio. We had never seen anybody and we did... The, the most meetings you can buy is like oh, yeah, 40 like, yeah, meetings. Like four, yeah. We did 40 we meetings. 40 meetings. <laughs> I didn't even did think twice days. about that. And everyone's like, you're doing how many meetings? Yeah, and like all 40 that they offer. It's like a thing. When you meet people in like the lounge, everybody's like, how many meetings are you doing? How many meetings are you doing? We're like 40. 
every time people are like what <laughs> there's two of us so yeah. that's like 80 meetings basically. yeah so um and we were like we were like so meticulous about it like we kept notes on every meeting you know what i mean we would like send yeah. written handwritten thank yous mm-hmm. like we we really busted ass trying to like get in yeah. touch with people and it, it pays off man like you got to show your work yeah you got to reach out to people we were talking about agency access before yep. like you got to use those resources yep. right to like make sure people are seeing your work send yep. emails um, get it out there and and you know, we've done some like unique creative things with our marketing that oh, that have like developed over the years that yeah. I think people have really been attracted to, uh, like slingshots. We, yeah, we leave. I saw you, you sell we those on your website. Yeah, yeah, but we everybody that we have a meeting with, like we leave them a slingshot. That's our little like <laughs> thanks for saying hi gift. You That's know? awesome. Um, marketing is like super important, and we've yeah we've we've made our mistakes, but I think we're yeah in a pretty good place. With, yeah, it seems like you the, guys really like take your time and try to think of stuff that's unique rather than just doing this same old like postcard and stuff like yeah. so i definitely think that's really cool yeah we sent we send a lot of mailers you know because yep. like it's it's so nice to get something in the mail mm-hmm. you know what i mean definitely man do you feel those pay-to-play like portfolio reviews are useful or yes. what's yeah you everything like- i'm gonna i am uh big into marketing it's the only thing that works it doesn't matter what you do you just need to market i mean I got lucky in that I listened to all the photographers that I came up with when yep. I was assisting. And it's, Jared was right. It's absolutely so simple. All you need to do is shoot new work and share new work. And it doesn't matter if you're sharing that on, I mean, the more you do, the better it is. It's, I guess what I'm saying, like, you need to share that on Instagram. You need to send people postcards. You need to say hi. You need to talk to people. You need to basically let people know what you're doing in any way that you can. Yeah. Um, and if you don't do that, then no one's going to know or care. Definitely. And, and getting meetings like in places like New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, like it can be tough. Scheduling is tough, right? Yeah. But those um, pay-to-play meetings, like, um, yeah. it's cool. Like, it's a great opportunity for a young photographer to meet a bunch of people in yeah. the same room at the same time. For sure. And not only do that, you not only do that, but, like, you can do some meetings and then, like, anybody that you didn't get connected to, you can be like, hey, do you have a meeting on Friday? Can I, like, hook up with you at your office? You yeah. Yeah. I think they're great. Yeah, and also we met a lot of great photographers. Yeah, that's another thing. There. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just it's a small world, and there's so many great people that you can chat with. And if you any problem you have from estimating to like personal yeah. work, reaching out to other photographers has been invaluable for us. Definitely, I agree. Like, I think I think it's important because I think it can be easy to be like not talk to other photographers. Some people kind of do that and like just only focus on your work. But like, if you have this build this community around you. Like, I know my friends that are photographers, like, if I'm booked for something, then I can be like, hey, go check out my friend. And, like, it goes yeah. back and forth. So I think it's important just to kind of – it's a small community at the end of the day. So I think it is important to, like, build those relationships for sure. Yeah. Relationships, that's the key word, man, for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, what kind of, like – do you guys ever have, like, creative ruts? And, like, is there anything you do to try to, like, get out of those things? Or how does that kind of work? I'm going to say no. That yeah. never happens. <laughs> and right. I'm not joking about that. That's good. Um, there's always something that you can do. Yeah. And whether it's a photograph or – like, Jerry and I are very hands-on. We like to build stuff. Yeah. We built our portfolio. We print our own We book. built the Snalligator. We built the Snalligator. We always have something to do. We have the opposite problem. There's not enough time. I wish there was 28 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That's good. Let's keep on creating. I mean, I – 
I don't know how to describe it. It's always been that way for me. I think one day I just decided, hey, guess what? I'm never going to run out of ideas of things that I want to shoot. Yeah. So that's one less thing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And photography, I don't know. It's, it's just like kind of an extension of um, trying to like lead an aesthetic life, right? Like you, yeah. you, you're a photographer, but like you see things in all these certain ways. And, and we do other things in our lives that are creative mm-hmm. that yeah. aren't photography. And it's just part of like trying to lead an aesthetic life. You yep. know what I mean, so if it's, if I'm not taking pictures, I might be doing something else that's creative. Got it. Yeah. That's smart, man. Are you, another thing I always want to ask, like, are you ever like satisfied with your work or is it like this, are you just continually just trying to like get better? Cause like, I know for me, I like, I'll shoot a photo and I'll like it. And then maybe like a week I'll like it. And then I'm like, ah, I was like, I could have done it better. Something like that. I, like I think it. we're opposite. On this. <laughs> yeah. I love our work. <laughs> that's smart. Af- you got to like it. I'm not afraid to say that. No, no. Are you, kidding me? you gotta be, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We're doing all these personal projects. Yeah. And, uh, magically, and this happens a lot. Personal projects lead to paid projects, yep. and you you just grow organically. That's I mean, just just the nature of it. You do work, you're going to grow. Um, last month it was my birthday, and every year for my birthday I try to do something fun for myself. Yeah. So I paid a guy to take me out uh, boar hunting in Florida, <laughs> and I was taking a few pictures, and literally now a month later we are getting paid to go on a hunt for a client. Not boars, but deer. Okay. And I guess that's just the the way it seems to have worked for us. We'll, yeah. We'll do things that we're really passionate about. We'll mm-hmm. shoot those things, and we'll put them out in the world, and then they come back to us as jobs. Our first, like, really paid story that we did yeah. was um, this crazy 16-day canoe trip yeah. for Yankee Magazine. Yeah. And... I'm pretty sure we Positive. got that from Positive. Instagram because we okay. did a canoe race. Yeah. And, like, we did this canoe race, but, like... We came in third in our class, which was last, yeah. and we jumped on a trampoline along the way. We yeah. swam like we just did we it had for the fun. Most fun. We didn't we didn't yeah. race, you know what I mean? And then they were like, "Oh, these guys must know how to really canoe," and yeah. they sent us on that trip. Well, yeah, it was it was it was pure luck. We posted that on Instagram, and not three days later is when we got the email. Be like, "Hey, we have this canoe trip job that yeah. you might be perfect for," and we were like, "Yes, it's working." Yes. And that's, I mean, that's just how the world works. You just put it out there and you do it and yeah. it'll come back to you. So My answer to your question though, <laughs> about being satisfied with your work, I love our work. Yeah. Right? I'm the same, but I am always thinking like, how can we make this yeah, better? Yeah, definitely. We were talking the other day. I was like, I was like, uh, we we're talking about a certain image in our portfolio. And I was like, I have this idea to make like a new picture. Cause you go to meetings, right? You show your work. Like you can't always show the same pictures for yeah. like a decade. You no. gotta put new stuff in. Exactly. And maybe you love one picture so much, but uh, we were talking about this certain picture and I was like, I have this idea in mind. Like maybe we can like replace it with this. If we go do this amazing thing Yeah. and um, maybe it'll be better. Maybe it won't be, but we'll it, try it out. You know? Yeah, definitely. It's just keep on progressing. Um, I know you guys do motion work. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, is that something you guys have been doing for a while and what do you enjoy about it? And like, what's the difference between your motion work to your still work or is there a difference? Hmm. Uh, I can talk about that. I've been doing video. I actually did video before I did photography when I was in college at MassArt. Uh, I got into video like everybody does. I got my first laptop and I had iMovie. So, yep. This was way back before you could even shoot stuff and zoom it to your computer. I used to have to shoot it on DV tapes and then download that from a deck. So, mm. 
it's no film days, but it feels like it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, no, I just it's a totally different medium, and it's fun in a completely different way. I really got addicted to editing when I was in college. It was like that is where the fun is and the magic. You can, you can shoot a minute of video, and spend hours yeah. editing that in a different way. So it was basically just another creative outlet, and I did it for fun and did a lot of projects. And then I've always sort of added that in projects that I really think it works for. And yeah, uh, obviously clients nowadays are always asking for f- video as well. Um, so we started shooting projects that we thought it lended itself well to and it's it's caught on i guess that's cool um like how important is like the outdoors to your work because when i look at it it's like it seems like you guys are always out there like camping and like canoeing like you said like is it important for you to like just kind of get out there um just to get inspired or how how does that kind of play into your work i mean we're a little outdoor i know that's right that's right (laughs) It's a big part of what you do. <laughs> I mean, I just, it's like our friendship started like on a lake in yeah. a canoe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, we both are just super passionate about doing stuff outside. Like, yeah. and neither of us, like, I, well, I speak for myself. Like I, I am not like a rock climber, like yeah. a badass rock climber. Like I am not like a badass canoeer or anything, yeah. but like I enjoy doing all those things at like a novice level. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of what the name came from because <clears throat> I don't know all that stuff can be like super intimidating, right? Like yep. you want to get outside, you want to go on an adventure of sorts, but yep. people are having like small adventures all the time. Yep. And, um, that's kind of where the name came from a little bit. And, yeah. uh, yeah, just like it, it is super important to us to yeah. just interact with nature. And that's where a lot of our stuff comes from. But, um, yeah, it's smart. I mean, I think as a photographer, it can, it can get, you can get trapped into this, like sitting in front of your computer all day. So it's definitely important just to get out there and do stuff just to like, clear your mind and this get inspired and obviously shoot work so i think that's definitely interesting for sure yeah we take canoe breaks here at the studio oh really yeah. Canoe breaks okay. breaks. yeah <laughs> i mean it's everything it's i mean it's so cliche but it's true everything is is a balance yeah and that's it it's like we spend plenty of time in this indoor studio on our laptops yeah but every day we take a break and we walk and we're pretty close to like we're an eighth of a mile from the lake here yeah in the summer we swim in the fall we canoe uh, there's a rail trail right there that I cross country ski yeah. um, every day. So it's like, and I agree, that's where a little, the little part of Little Otter Giants comes from. It's like, yeah. you don't need to go to Mount Everest to have an adventure. You can go outside and explore your backyard yeah. and have a great time. Definitely. Um, and that's definitely and take important. Pictures. That's and take right. pictures. That's right. That's right. That's what we're here for. Um, <laughs> and there's a couple more questions kind of wrapping up. Um, I know you guys do, I saw on your website, you guys do an event every year called, is it Snalligator? It yeah. is the what, Snalligator. What is that? Yeah. And like, how did oh, that, how, how did that come about? And, and it, it's a snake and an alligator. There's okay. been some confusion where people have called it Snailigator. Yeah. There are no That's, snails. Okay. No, no snails there. No All right. Snalligator. I'll tell it as quick as I, as concise <laughs> as I possibly could. Okay. So I moved into this place in Holliston. And actually, Jared moved in after me, so that's where we were roommates. Yeah. Um, and in the woods, in the backyard, there was an abandoned trailer, like an old 1950s like horse trailer. And it was in the swamp, literally like on the water. It's like two feet away from this river that snakes through there. Yeah. And I had been to Texas a lot, and Louisiana is like, I was always mad that there wasn't an awesome place to be drinking, uh, especially in Holliston, I'm out in the burbs, so everything closes at like 11:30 or or midnight. Yeah. And there's nowhere to go. 
and I was like, well, we need our own, we need our own speakeasy. So I spent one summer gutting that trailer, and I built a bar in there called the Snalligator. Like Jared said, it's a snake alligator hybrid. Yeah, it's a swamp bar. It's a speakeasy, and there were some rules. Everything there was. Uh, free so it was either fra- found stolen or donated and that was like the whole purpose of it <clears throat> so i used to keep booze back there that we'd either make or it fell off a truck somewhere yeah. and ended up at the snalligator and anyone could come at any time and drink for free uh, except for children of course yeah. we don't condone drinking <laughs> for children but it was basically an open bar when everything else was closed you'd come here we had a fire pit we had a boathouse it just kept expanding yeah some um, dead animals. Yeah, this, right. <laughs> it was basically like think of a swamp bar that's in Louisiana, but it's actually there was of actually Boston. a pump organ in there for a while. Yeah, we had a pump organ, piano. There's a lot of open fires. We had a boathouse, and then at one point we got a a rowboat donated, and I put like a picnic table in it so you could go out to this rowboat. We had a BB shooting range. <laughs> it was a big thing. Slightly unsafe. Oh, it was very unsafe. <laughs> that was the other thing. There's a lot. There's way too much political correctness in our world, especially now. Yeah. Um, and I was like, we need an unsafe place for people to just have fun and be themselves. Yeah. So we invented that. And uh, we moved out of that place since then. So now the Snalligator is a complete pop-up, and it has become something that every November or late October, we build it in a weekend yeah. and have a party in a place that no one expects a party to be at. Like okay. We did it in an alleyway in Boston and somewhere in Somerville. Um, so... This was our fifth year. We're going to go until I'm dead. Yeah, five years. <laughs> wow, yeah. A lot more thought. years. So, yeah. And uh, also, everybody is invited all the time. So if you follow us, yep. you're on Instagram, we're at Little Outdoor Giants. Um, look for the Snalligator and please join us. Next November. Be there. I'll keep an eye out. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I guess this is my last question. Um, since you guys have been doing this for a while now, like, what goals do you have going forward? Is there, like, anything in particular particular you're looking to pursue or, like, a dream client or a dream job? Or what are you guys kind of looking to do in the future? So many goals. I want an international job. We haven't done an international job yet. Okay. So anybody that wants to give us one of those, okay. we'll gladly take it. Um, <laughs> I yeah. want an Airstream. Don wants an Airstream. Okay. We want a mobile studio I, and an Airstream. I would like to turn the studio that we're in right now into an Airstream studio so I can just drive it wherever and not worry about it anymore. Yeah. The dream job question, dude, I think it's so funny. Like, a lot of people ask us that in meetings. We sometimes get asked that, like, what's your dream job? Yeah. And, like, the funny thing about it is, like, I can't conjure up what people sometimes bring to us that I'm like, oh my God, this is our dream job. Yeah. And like, I had no idea. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we, we've had so many of our dream jobs. Yeah. But we is, didn't like, I didn't know it until it showed up on our doorstep. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, yeah. I, I can't wait to shoot this, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, I think I appreciate it a lot guys for, uh, coming on I, and let me take time to interview. Um, it's a good time talking to you guys. And, uh, I guess for people that are going to listen, um, work, where's the best way to see your work? LittleOutdoorGiants.com and LittleOutdoorGiants is also our Instagram handle. There you go. Check it out, guys. And uh, thanks for listening. See you at the Snalligator. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. All right. Cut it there. So there you have it. That was the Little Outdoor Giants interview. I want to thank Jared and Dom so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, It was a real pleasure getting to speak with them about their work and all the interesting projects they have going on. Um, So thanks so much. And uh, just wanted to let you guys know going forward, 
I'm going to be doing weekly podcasts here, and you can check them out on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as I'll be linking them on my website at alexgagnephoto.com, and I'll be, I'll be updating my Instagram as well, at Um Yeah, thanks so much for listening, and take care.